Hi, I'm Alan Foster and you're listening to the Printism Media UK Print Podcast. Good morning and welcome to episode three of the Printism Media UK Print Podcast. Today's guest is James Buffoni, who is the MD of the Radio Group. Welcome, James. Good morning to you, Alan, and a great pronunciation of my name as well. <laughs> Thank you. I think you, you suggested the Scottish accent maybe helps. I wanted a bit more emphasis, but no, I'll take that. <laughs> um, so, welcome today, and thanks for your time. Um, so, if you wouldn't mind, James, just telling us a bit about both yourself and the Rydale Group and what you guys do. Yeah, no problem. Uh, morning, everyone. Yeah, um, Rydale's a, a family-owned business. Um, I've been MD of, uh, of it for about uh, three years now. I'm third-generation family, so uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But we're, we're a very niche um, production marketing company. We, we do two general things. Uh, the first of which is we, we make plant labels uh, and we supply those into the horticultural industry. Uh, we, but we do a, quite a lot more on top of that. So I look at those labels as the, a physical output of what we do, but we also have a lot of specialist content as well. So we're, we, we've got exclusively licensed plant images. We've got an awful lot of plant care information and we we're building up these digital assets on behalf of growers and retailers in, in horticulture. And then we print some of them, you know, some of them got in digital formats. Um, yeah. So we've got, quite a big uh, creative uh, input as well into what our customers do and we, we do a little bit of uh, stock pick and pack for people uh, a little bit of uh, sourcing and print management and quite a lot of problem solving so yeah that's about 60 odd percent of the business and that's balanced yep. that's a very seasonal business because at horticulture a lot, a lot of sales happen there in spring um, so uh, we we have some year-round work and that's uh, really supplying our specialist services into general print as a trade supplier. So um, that, well, they're emptying the rubbish outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's only really quite a lot not, of bottles there, James. <laughs> yeah, it's all bottles. That's, uh, it's, not, it's not a symptom of lockdown, I, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, we, we basically, um, the horticultural products got to be, it's going into greenhouses, uh, a lot of them. So they've got to be really, robust yeah. print onto plastic um, so they've got to be very light fast water resistant and they get an awful lot thrown on them during that process so we've got we've got a lot of expertise in getting litho ink really onto synthetic substrates you know quickly reliably and uh, and pretty competitively as well so yeah you know i the, the, i love hearing feedback about our print being bulletproof that's something we work really hard on um, yeah and we do, we do, you know, we end up doing quite a lot of products rather than just doing sheet work. You know, we're producing, uh, we've got equipment that allows us to do a lot of plastic cards, you know, some bespoke robotics we've developed to allow us to finish a lot of cards right. quickly. Um, we do quite a lot of POS. We've been doing a lot of PPE um, over the last month or so. We've been working with Prime Group on their visors, uh, on their premium model uh, predominantly. Um, so putting coatings and inks onto substrates is something we, we work hard at. But, you know, we do, listening to Simon and other guests, you know, we, I, I don't see it as just print. Um, we, we are looking at the whole, uh, uh, in horticulture, our mantra is, you know, we're connecting people with plants. So you can walk 
you know, you walk anywhere near a garden centre and we, our products really can get you into the place and get you to the plant that's going to have the best results for you. And that, that's the approach I take. And then, you know, depending on the business's plans or aspirations, you know, we can help them do that. Yeah. And it, it sounds, um, you know, you, you did mention Simon there. And as, as I said, when uh, we spoke to Brendan as well, um, it sounds like you guys are slightly ahead of the curve and that you also, you know, you are offering this kind of more holistic approach rather than just putting ink on plastic for people. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been thinking about that um, because, you know, we, we, I've only, I mean, I've grown up in this family business, so I've worked across the business in lots of areas. I'm not a printer. I've run some of the simple machines, but our printers will tell you I've never been anywhere near a press and that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but I, I think that, we've always been really specialist and, and my knowledge has always been in that specialism. And I, I've tried to get out and do things like this really and, and learn a little bit more about, well, a lot more about the industry, how stuff goes on. But my, my observation is, you know, you've got, you've got general commercial and then you've got others. We're not even, we don't even feature on any industrial analysis. You know, we're such a small niche. We don't pop up any figures. So that, they're just different challenges. Um, so you know, we, we've got a really high focus on what we do. Um, and and we've, we've got a point of business against, a point of uh, difference, sorry, against general commercial. But actually, because we're so specialist, our challenges are about diversification as well. Because we've, we've leaned and leaned and developed our processes towards this, these particular products and, uh, and, and needs. And actually, yeah. then diversification is, is something of a challenge as well. So, yeah, I don't think there is one size fits all. I think everyone's got their own challenges in every business, and that's what makes it fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, that, that's my observation. And it's, you know, yeah, it's and within processes. Did you find it a, a challenge then, um, you know, as you kind of moved over? To, uh, so, you, obviously, you started with just printing these products, but then you recognized that you had to get into the kind of digital side of things and producing content and and that sort of thing was that a challenge for people in the business or was that quite an easy transition yeah not really it was a it was a clear need um and we we actually acquired our horticultural business well oh, i don't know 15 20 years ago maybe and and it it came together and what what we what we did was we applied um i mean this is by, by the way i'm 40 and this is 20 years ago so i think i probably had my head up my ass at that point um <laughs> to a degree but you know we we that that particular market, the growers pay us to help them sell their plants, right? Yep. And we we maybe think we're selling them plant labels or tags or carry handles or posters or whatever, but that's what they're paying us to do. And yep. as soon as you recognise that, but what 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 we were able to do when we acquired Haltypack, um, we were able to apply and still are some manufacturing principles into that selling process. Uh, so that whole sales and manufacturing discussion it continually goes on because you know we, we we do do a bit of print management but we have machines and we've got hours and we've got schedules to fill so we are always connected to that capacity yeah. and i've got to make sure our sales fit that capacity so um yeah it, it wasn't really a challenge it was it was always a clear need and actually the difficulty i've got is i don't want too much market share in that in that area because it's so seasonal you know you end up getting overloaded for a couple of months a year yeah and then it disappears again so it's it's quite difficult to serve so that the 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 the, 
development in content just allows us to look at more year-round work and it's also allowed us to develop into new areas so when you know when lockdowns uh, kicked in our markets were closed garden centers were closed so yeah. you know that was an extreme situation but we, we immediately had spring as well yeah yeah and it was it was really disruptive because our, our grower customers um as a matter of survival some of them have started to sell direct to the local public so they yeah. needed pop-up websites you know they needed quick e-commerce solutions and, and it was all new to them so you know we're looking hard at that because we've got loads of pictures of plants loads of care information you know and e-commerce yeah. isn't that tricky to sort out so yeah it's, there's there's always opportunities out there that's what keeps it interesting yeah so uh, as i said to the, the other chaps on the that i've spoken to so far it's, it's kind of unavoidable so how have you guys coped and had to adapt during the covid crisis yeah well i'm never shy of talking about this because uh, I, um, I went on a, I met my cousin at the weekend. We went for a walk around York. I live in York. You know, I've seen her probably once since March. Yeah. And uh, we went for a walk, you know, five, five or six miles or something. And then um, we quickly realised after about 15 minutes, there's bugger all to talk about because nobody's really done anything. Yeah. And all to talk about is COVID. So I don't think it's something that needs to be avoided. But for, for, for us, from my point of view, so we were... <laughs> We'd gone through, I'll call this a self-inflicted period of disruption, right? and that's to do with family business transition. Yeah. So as my dad retired three years ago, or my uncle recently retired, they used to own and run the place between the two of them. So over this time, I've been you know, taking over and, and setting up my new team. And to, to quote my dad, um, I've basically rebuilt the business from top to bottom. So we just about finished the, the you know the phase one of that process as lockdown kicked in so yeah. i i talk to staff every three months I, I just get up and tell them how we're doing and what we're going to work on and you know just just basic stuff like that yeah and i'd i'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd stood up in i think it was it must be in the middle of march it was about it was about a week before lockdown yeah. And said, look, you know, things are going really going in the right direction. You know, give them some comparison year on year. Oh, we've made so much change, you know. Um, uh, yeah, and I said, but we're going to have to keep an eye on things because uh, this pandemic's just kicked off big time. Um, and, then, and then I think about a week later, everyone was at home. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I, uh, I've got a vivid memory of that. When someone asked me that question, I was sat in, um, I was sat in an office with my ops director and my FD. We're only a small team. There's only three of us really that, in the leadership team, yeah. and um, we were feeling a little bit disappointed because we'd we'd worked really hard to make all these changes, and then we thought, oh, well, well, our markets are going to be closed, so uh, that's <laughs> it's not going to it's not going to show up where it needs to. But I I, uh, I had a list. I had a list at that meeting. I said, right, this is this we're, we're going to be closed. We've got furlough. We've got to look after people. You know, we've got to start remote working. All these little things you, that everyone's doing. Yeah. I said, here's what I'm going to do when I'm at home. <laughs> so I just, I just carried on and well, I carried on the plan with some new, new objectives. So, you know, COVID first thing, you've got to make everyone safe. That's the most important thing at the end of the day. And then, and then you've just got to keep talking. You've got to talk the whole time, which has been a real challenge um, with yeah. the technology and, but also with the furlough, you know, um, I think I found some of the support we've had very useful. 
Um, but trying to work out, no, it went through a period that was a great leveller in terms of experience because no one, had, no one had come across it before. You know, I'd love to see a, a, a business continuity plan that said half the world's going to be stuck at home. I, I don't buy it. So everyone's just adapting to this stuff. And we, you're not sure how everybody's going to adapt all your stakeholders across the business, your, your own people, your customers, your suppliers. You, you've literally got to start again with all those relationships, I think. Well, that's my view anyway. I, I took it quite, I, I decided to be quite um, defensive initially. What I mean by that is just, we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna really tighten up and just wait until we can work something out a bit more, you know, until we know when the markets are gonna reopen and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, that's, there's a bit more to it than COVID for us because we were already, uh, we're already ripping everything to bits anyway. So um, I wasn't, I wasn't uncomfortable with it. Um, I was really staggered. The one thing uh, was I was staggered how quickly everybody adapted. You yeah. know, it, it was huge change, but I think, you know, within a matter of days, we, we were just getting on. So I found that quite heartwarming actually. Yeah. And uh, obviously you mentioned you producing quite a lot of PPE. Is that something you did beforehand or is this now a brand new market for you? No, no, it's a, it's a new product. Um, yeah, we, yeah, I mean, we, I thought uh, early doors in lockdown, you know, John, John Tolly at Primey put on this uh, product that come as a result, his, his wife was working on the front lines and, and yeah, quickly, you know, a lot of prints repurposed um, to produce things like this, uh, yeah. you know, mass visors, PPE. And I think that's a shout. I think we've got a shout from the hills about that because I think that's a great example of, of print working well and adapting very quickly. And, and our own part of that story is, you know, there's a lot of development. There's a lot of uh, certification standards that go into producing these products, particularly into healthcare. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I want to say now it's, it's Prime's product. You know, they, they developed all the standards, but what they needed at some point was, was a volume. They needed supply. So, you know, really what that means is they needed a LIFO printer who could churn out these things at a rate of knots. So we, um, you know, we, we, uh, we came on at, I think, probably the third iteration of the product. Right. And, um, you know, they, they, they knew what they wanted. They just were trying to find someone that could commit, commit capacity to doing it at a rate of knots. So it, it was a great fit for us. It was a great fit for us. And, um, yeah, we, we rattled through a lot of those in July. Yeah, I suppose it's something that we've, we've kind of all learned that, you know, just putting a sheet of plastic out, you know, attached to a headband wasn't exactly what was needed, you know, and it did need a bit more um, sort of thought and technology behind it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still amazed at how much, when, how much technology is in that, these things, you know, these are, these are absolutely cream of the crop, the anti-glare, anti-fog, you know, distortion to global standards, uh, you know, the feedback I've had is comfortable, you know, I think it's a great product and it's a yeah. great example of what printers can do when they work together. I'm, I'm quite proud of that, particularly I said to John, you know, this is a, this is a product from the Northern Powerhouse because they're in Nottingham and we're in North Yorkshire. Yeah. And there's other people that are making it as well, of course, but um, yeah. But do, you do, do you do the just the visors you supply the, the you know the kind of front plastic bit or do you do the whole production in-house yeah well there's, there's two products but we're, we're focusing on the premium now so we, we we've got to take this um this sheet that's got a lot of coatings on it and make sure we protect it through our processes when we're printing and cutting it basically and then john's putting it together his team are putting it together right. down in Nottingham. right um 
yeah so uh, yeah when you know this the, the the products developed as well so we might be doing straps or you know different things with different courses so yeah so then um obviously as we hopefully start to ease our way out of this um as you look at the, the trade as a whole um you know, in your sort of sector, the plastics, and then even commercial, if you kind of you see what's going on there, what do you think other businesses might need to do to adapt and so that they, they sort of thrive coming out of this? Okay, um, I'm 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 a massive fan of of working together and collaborating. I mean, we're you know we're a small business. We're turning over you know give around six million. We're uh, there's about forty of us. In there, and, and I've always the philosophy I've worked to is that as as the, all the different technologies develop, what tends to happen is the big get bigger, and the big the big guys have their own model, and, and they keep getting bigger and bigger. And you can see that in every market. Yeah. So if you're going to compete as a little guy, you've got to club together, and 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 what you need to do is have teams of specialists who can work together really quickly and solve problems, and that's the way I like to compete. So you know. Um, I'm always up for uh, understanding where you can get some kind of partnership, some kind of mutual um, opportunity to work on. Visors are a good example. Yeah. A lot of our products are a good example. You know, we're we're producing um, products that go onto doors. So again, going into the NHS, so wraps around handles, pads with um, coatings on that you know, yeah. safe touch stuff. So. You know, things like that, I think that's the future. I, I don't want to compete with the, the big guys. We're, we're going to keep focusing on what we're really, really good at um, and, and, and have as many conversations as we can, which is one of the reasons why I'm doing this. You know, the more people you talk to, the more common ground you have, uh, the more opportunities you create. End of story. Of course, you've got, you've got to be somewhat focused. You can't just go shouting into the street or tweeting to everybody. But yeah. I'm a great yeah. believer in that. If you, if, you have a, if you have a conversation and you find somebody that, it's of the same ilk as you, you know, same value, same approach, then, you know, I, I, someone give me an opportunity. It doesn't have to go through our presses. You know, we'll, we'll have a look at it and try and work yeah. it out. I mean, that, that as you said uh, earlier, that was the object of this exercise, you know, that if one person might listen to this and think, oh, here, I could work with James on X, Y, or Z, then happy days if we can put people together, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, well, yeah. It's all very well saying, you know, we, you, people don't want to talk about tech anymore. They don't want to know about print spec. But, but the truth is, somebody has to understand that because what the, the job of the sales and the, and the account managers is to translate some kind of need into some kind of technical um, production process because there isn't some magic box where you throw inquiries in and it produces. It doesn't work like that. It is yeah. quite complex. There is a lot of technical stuff in print. I think uh, people have got to somebody at some point has to understand how to make this stuff and, and technology keeps making that easier but that, that's how it boils down at the end of the day you know yeah. people don't know what they're trying to buy there is a degree of education that needs to go on and I, and I find that they people some people actually like talking tech some people aren't interested at all but it's just the same problem to solve regardless it's how it, it's just a different way of getting there yeah um so with all of that in mind, um, and that you were talking about the kind of plans you had in place that you were ready to crack on with, do you think those plans are kind of all gone or do you think there's a chance you'll get back on track and say, right, okay, we can go back to focusing on, on where we were six months yeah, ago? Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, we're, we're, we're a small business. We, we typically replan quarterly and I don't like to look further forward, you know, to, than two years, really 18 months, two years. I think beyond that's a complete waste of time because yeah. we're not some massive behemoth that's going to take ages to change. We can change very, very, almost hourly if we need to in truth. So yeah, we, we've got a plan. A, a lot of our plan I, I've kicked off in. So when, when we were, you know, when, when our markets were locked down, um, I went back to the floor. So we furloughed the vast majority of our staff, kept a small team on just to, to look at the pipeline and to keep in touch with people and keep everything in check. Yeah. But that, that gave me an opportunity to do things and get involved in things that I would never have done normally as MD. So yeah. processing, you know, processing sales orders, you know, dealing with any inquiries that came in of all shapes and sizes, just really going back to the floor. So um, we, we, we'd been given the whole business, a, a, you know, a technical overhaul in terms of software and workflow and stuff like that, data management structures, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So we just, that really a, a accelerated because I could really focus on doing that. And, and with my background, having grown up in the business, if you like, doing a lot of different areas, I, I had quite a unique view where, um, you know, I could look at our workflows and I, I had a good understanding of how it would affect each department. So, so while all our, you know, customer service teams and sales people were off. Um, I was able to develop something and solve quite a lot of problems. So when they came back and say, right, forget the old way, this is the way it's going on now. And, and happily, um, it was really well received. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, it worked really well. So we've come back a lot slicker, uh, a lot leaner, and we can, we can focus on that. So we're, we're focusing hard on our, on our, on our data processes and just trying to make make us as easy as possible to deal with yeah i think that's a challenge for printers it's it's technical you know and if you you end up dumbing down too much i don't know i don't know there's some magic in what we do there's some magic in that technical stuff as well yeah something i think as a, a print buyer there's a massive range of the way people uh, sell their print not necessarily sell their print to you but you know how good they are at dealing with their customers you know, some yeah. it's an easy process to place an order, others make it really complicated and difficult. And you think there must be a better way, guys, you know? Yeah. Well, we, we've got, you know, we that's going to be a big focus for us. Just, uh, you know, I, I feel from my point of view, having been involved in this whole uh, family business transition, because I've, I've got into the detail now, and I'm not sure if I'd have had that opportunity in any other way. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I, I'm, I've got, I have such a good understanding of how everything works in detail now. You know, I can really focus on getting out there and, and, and spending time with customers. Although the social distancing irony is not lost there, but you know, however way we do it, I can I can talk to customers, I can listen to them, and I can I can make the changes on that behalf. So so that's a good balance um, in our little team of three because we've got you know got a I've got a great management team behind me. But you've got, you've got a good strong ops for you. You've got a great FD, and then I'm out there looking at sales and marketing. So yeah. there's going to be some interesting conversations on that degree. Yeah, on that absolutely. And as you said, I think you mentioned you're a, a third generation family business now. Um, I yeah. think I'm right in saying that it's it's quite unusual to go beyond the second generation. So um, yeah, I think 20 years. A challenge for you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's about 20 years. I think family businesses usually last, and. Yeah. Um, again, uh, you know, if you can give me some new gag on third generation ashes to ashes, uh, I'll be very impressed. But 
Yeah, the I think the truth is, um, well, the, no, the facts are that um, the, in family business, somebody works really hard to set something up. And then somebody at some point, whether it's first generation, second or third, creates some wealth at some degree. You have to do that. You know, if you're still around, you're sustainable. You, you've got to create some wealth. And at that stage, things can get a little bit tricky because there's more at stake and there's more to lose. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you've got to go through this process of, of, of going from perhaps a one-person band to, you know, an owner-manager. And, and then I'm in the transition, I feel, from owner-manager to investor. And that doesn't mean financial investor. It means, it means really, you know, as MD of a small business, you know, with a good relationship with your shareholders, uh, you can pretty much do what you want within reason. Yeah. So it's, it's a nice freedom to have, but also, you know, you can do what you want. So I, I've got to try and, you know, I try and invest my time in the areas that give the best possible return all around. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, because we're small, we can go around the business and just turn over any old stone we want and look to improve it all the time. But like I said, I've got a great team behind me with loads of experience and some, some uh, really great um, approaches as well. So it's yeah. all good fun. It's all good fun. I'm enjoying the challenge. I really am. You know, I do think it's a great leveler from everybody. I think um, it'll be a very difficult six months for people coming up because you've got all these deferred taxes or deferred payments. You've got the end of furlough. You know, it's it's going to be, it's definitely going to be challenging, but um, there's always opportunity in there. There's always opportunity in there. And is, is your full team back on site now? Yeah, we're, we're actually, we're flexing with demand. Um, so this is a natural, in horticulture, it's a natural quiet time of year because it's between, you know, spring, summer and autumn. So we're just kind of gearing up for autumn now. Uh, and what that means is we're really busy um, on the content side of things. So we're busy designing the labels, yeah. look, you know, looking at the new ranges that come into the market, loads and loads of detail. Um, and then we'll start producing that stuff October, you know, the peak will run through April. Yeah, April time. And a lot of that's depending on the weather. So, our, you know, our, our business by nature, um, it, 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 it's, it's always moving. We're always adapting. So we're quite used to scaling up and down. And, and yeah. the trick is to do that with lowest possible cost. So when I say I'm, I'm pleased with these support schemes, you know, the furlough scheme helps us do that. So, you know, I was on 24s, full 24s a couple of weeks ago. Not, not there at the moment, but we'll, we, you know, we'll go back. We'll go back, uh, depending on what customers want. In the meantime, we're talking to them, understanding how their plans are changing and, uh, you know, yeah, trying to help them wherever we can. Good stuff. Well, James, um, thank you very much for your time this morning. It's been a really interesting chat. Um, and it sounds like you guys are, are doing a lot of the, the right things and, and hopefully the business goes from strength to strength. Um, as you battle your way through this and out the other end. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, we will. We will, no doubt. Good stuff. Well, thanks very much for your time and uh, really enjoyed the chat. Yeah, and you, good. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, comment, and share.